Welcome to Thriller Bitcoin. Welcome to Thriller Bitcoin. crazy new year's party <laughs> <laughs> that was fun Bob <laughs> always knows how to god. have a good time dude i don't even remember most of it uh but gosh it was fun no it was it was a good group we started out here club lab yeah had a good club lab group we walked down to walk down the rainy street yeah like the, the there's that days. many people out you, you think it was like you think it's because it was like a sunday you think i don't know i I had the same problem a few years back in Denver. I went to New Year's thing. And uh, even then, I mean, it was like three degrees and it was snowing. And we're in Denver, Colorado and trying to find places to be. And it, streets were empty. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I think I think we're, I think people just want to chill during New Year's Eve sometimes. Yeah. But, yeah. It, was, it definitely felt like one of those years. But I'm excited, man. I, I spent most of the day yesterday just like really thinking about, okay, how, how, how has 21 been? Cause I really like for me, I want to ask you the same question, but like, since I got into Bitcoin full time since 21, kind of look at it every year based on since 21. So when I was looking at my things yesterday, I was like, okay, what do I want to accomplish in 24 and what do I want to do? So I was just spending time all day thinking about that. And I was like, how do I go about doing that? Um, so tell me about, do you think about stuff like that? I, I know you've been in this space a lot longer than I have, but like, what are some of your your goals personally that you want to, you want to accomplish in uh, 24? Yeah, that's a good question. I, I don't know if this is unique this time around or not, but I, I haven't thought about 23 or 24 at all yet. Um, 25 is like what I'm really looking forward to. Really? Why, 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 why Um, 25? You know, I think, I think the cycles of Bitcoin make things really interesting and and to think about in, in that way. Um, for instance, uh, 2024, we'll have a happening, right? Yeah. Uh, but things don't directly happen right after the happening. Like you don't immediately see a bull run right after that. Take some time for the price mechanics to catch up and things like that. Historically, you see it maybe at the end of that year or sometime in the next, the following year after that. So to, to me, 
um, the way I'm kind of thinking about it right now is survive 24. <laughs> oh, you're still in survival mode? I mean, we're, we're startup, man. Like we're always, we're, I mean, dude, am, am I, am I not? You're in survival I, mode. I was, I felt like I was in survival mode all year 23, but oh, I don't feel are. like I'm in survival. What, what is it because of the price you think? No, I mean, the reason why I'm thinking this is because I do think, you know, we're, I, I think we're still in a bear market. Um, Really? Some, some people have different opinions about that. I, okay, I still, yeah, let's talk about that. Why do you still think we're in a bear market? Um, I think people are a little bit more hyped up right now. I think I think you know people have a little bit higher spirits when the price is up, and you know there's news coming and things like that. But we haven't really hit um, a breakout moment, or, or a lot of. I don't think a lot of people are seeing um, a lot of new entrants in the space. I don't think we see a lot of like new general normies that weren't. Uh, Bitcoiners before. So I think my general feeling right now is just that Bitcoiners are feeling a little bit better than they were yeah. uh, at the at the bottom of the bear market. Um, but I, I still see it as a bear market. I, I don't see that mass influx of, of new users and new interests. You know, the Uber drivers are talking about it all the time. Our friends and family are hitting us up all the time. You know, we haven't hit that. And then also like I, being a little bit behind the scenes on like, you know, what happens in the Bitcoin VC space. Like, okay, there's, there's, there's not a lot of biting happening right now, even at that layer. Um, I, I think, I think everyone's either, um, you know, raising funds right now or are waiting to raise funds in a certain way. So like, I don't, I don't see, um, I don't see a ton of, uh, demand in the, in the Bitcoin start startup space right now. Um, I could be projecting our own success upon that. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I, I don't see that That's huge interest. Um, not yet. It's interesting. And I think we're still in a bear market. I, I think I think until the price starts running away from previous all-time highs, then we're still in bear market. Gosh, I'm too bullish then. I need to, I need to pull it back. Stay humble. What am I thinking? Stay humble. What am I thinking? Yeah. Tony, what am I thinking? But, you know, I'm that just saying. That makes sense, though. Yeah, I, I have been very bullish lately. Yeah, I you know, but in our perspective, like, you know, we are building a wallet, right? Like, um, so we do want to cap- capture a lot of new users that want a good UX in a wallet, right? So not, in one time, uh, one hand, I'm saying survive 2024. The other hand, I'm like build to 2024. Get the wallet in a great spot so that when 2025 happens, um, we are in a great spot and we can service the users and the new bull run to come. So everything right now to me is get through the bear market, um, build the best product, build as much as I can. And then in 2025, let's go fucking big. Okay. So, so it's, so, so from what it sounds like, from what, from what I'm, from what I'm hearing, uh, it sounds like you're still in this kind of building mode, still taking it one day at a time, still, you know, checking everything, looking at everything, doing your due diligence, all that kind of stuff. Once you start feeling the the thing around you, and you'll know because you've been in a while, so you'll know what that feels like. Then at that point, that's when you're gonna really start servicing the you know users, whoever clients, and uh, start going at it. It sounds like yeah, yeah. I think we'll know when we're ready for that. Um, you know, we've seen we've seen Wall Satoshi leave the United States, and we we got some new influx of users from that. But um, you know, we know we're not ready for that. Yet we know we're not to the UX of Wa Satoshi. Um, you know, people just want payments to work, <laughs> rightfully so, right? Yeah. And light non-custodial lightning is just it it's just not 
it's just not there and it's just not to the level where consumers can use it in that way and and that's you know i think that's just the reality i don't think lightning will be end user ready um it's a little bearish on lightning but <laughs> yeah. i think i think i see lightning more as the glue to keep everything together to keep the interoperability to keep like payment channels amongst you know, merchants and peers, uh, places where peers have connections to, things like that. I like it's, you know, building Mutiny Wallet and dealing with all the constraints of Lightning. I, you know, I was talking to Keon a few weeks back, maybe, maybe, maybe it was two days ago. I don't know. It feels like a few weeks. Yeah. But it was just like, did we, did we all build on the wrong tech? Did, did oh, we, oh crap, really? Like, you know, did we build under the assumption that Lightning could do what we needed it to do? And are we all, do we all brainwash ourselves in a way that we could do what we wanted to do with Lightning? Um, build the sort of applications that we want with like a good UX and a good user experience and, and, and something that they can trust and that they can use properly. And uh, did we fool ourselves? Did we build on the wrong tech? Um, and I don't know. I think we built on what we could at the time, but it's, I don't think, I don't think Lightning has the properties that will ever make it. Um, and user friendly. Okay, before we jump into that, because that, that's a whole, I, f- <laughs> I feel like that's a whole another, uh, that's a conversation we get into a little bit later. And I want to talk about that because I have some opinions on that and we can get into everything else. But before we get there, like, like I want to, I want to, I want to know what you know when it comes to being a founder and how you see it. Cause you're, you're a good friend of mine. Um, and you're CEO of Mutiny. I don't know if too many people know that, but you are. Uh, so a lot of, yeah, it's, it's on you. It's like, it's like your head on a platter, pretty much, right? Like, uh, I, I mean, obviously you have some ride or dies in your team and stuff like that, but how do you, yeah, how do you look at your day-to-day and when you look at that position? Um, do you take it seriously? Do you, like, yeah, what's, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, it's, it's hard sometimes because, yeah, I'm CEO, in some way, yeah, I used to say on paper, but I mean, nah, I, I am. Um, and then we got Ben and Paul as well, um, CTO and CPO. Uh, and yeah, ride or dies, we all got share the same equity. We all work as hard as each other every single day. Um, but someone has to do <laughs> the paperwork and we're all devs. So it's like, okay, well, I guess that'll, that'll be me. Someone's got to, you know, be a little bit more front facing or, or bring some of the things together properly. So like, that's kind of how um, I'll see my day to day. Like I, when I, on the days that I get to just code and last month was just all coding and it, was, yeah. it felt real good. Cause <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of other stuff that I had to deal with like, you know, months prior to that. But uh, last month was all coding and it felt so good. Um, but you know, things dropped in other areas, right? Like, you know, we weren't marketing so hard. We weren't, we weren't, um, you know, bringing a lot of uh, features together and shipping a lot of, you know, I think we had like one or two uh, releases last month. And so like, you know, I think our, some of our traction went down because of that. Cause like, you know, who markets? Well, I, you know, I'll be the marketer too. <laughs> so I'll go on Twitter and post things and try to, you know, think of ways to get more users and think of ways to get, you know, more paying subscribers and things like that. So like, you know, that's kind of the thing that I think a lot about. Like basically, basically as a CEO, even though I mostly like, I mostly want to just code. Right. Um, you know, you have to make sure that someone's thinking about some of the other things that it takes to run a company. And so, you know, so I prefer, I prefer to just let Ben and Paul code. 
Um, oh, okay. Let them do what they're great at and that they don't have to think about these things. Um, you know, in the grand scheme of things, you know, we have to think about building a better product and building, you know, something that can get users and stuff like that. But like, you know, if they don't have to worry about the things that I have to worry about sometimes, and I feel like I can balance it. Maybe a lot, of, I can multitask pretty easily, I think, and then kind of deal with, okay, this can slip, that can slip. You know, I can work on this instead. So, you know, in my opinion, I just kind of make sure that things are still running and that we get, you know, don't let too many things drop in different sections in the company since we're just three people and we don't, you know, we don't have anyone else that we've hired. You know, we occasionally have a contractor do a thing here or there, but um, we're mostly, we're mostly, we're very, very nimble, very cash strapped. And, right. and, and we just got to do what we need to do to keep progressing forward, show that we have traction, show that we have promising tech and promising users to join and things like that. So I, the way I think about it day to day, normal day to day, I think about more like, okay, what do I need to get done this week? Okay. Um, I, so I think more about things week to week. Um, and then, you know, the, the month asks me, you know, and that bleeds into month to month and things like that. But I generally, okay, what, what, Need to make sure everything's covered this week. You know, we send some tweets out, or we you know try to get better user numbers or things like that. So that's that. On top of okay, I also want to code. <laughs> let me make yeah. sure I do everything. Let me make sure I do everything that company needs, just just so I can get back to coding. Yeah, yeah, dude. It sounds it sounds like you have. Uh, yeah, it sounds like you. I mean, it sounds like you take on the most of the burden when it comes to the uh, business side of things. It sounds like and. Obviously, you you fill them in, you know, with y'all's meetings and stuff. But um, yeah, it sounds like you take take all that on, take that load. I mean, someone has to, <laughs> yeah, right. And and yeah, when, you know, if we get to the point where I can, you know, hire a COO or something and yeah. or a marketer, so I don't have to do these. Like, eventually, we'll get to that point where I can do what I'm the best at, um, and let other people do what they're the best. I mean, that's the end goal. Like, let people do what they're the best at. Um, but until so you get to that point where you're you're showing that you're a successful startup or you're a promising startup that you can that you you're you're tr- the way I see it is like you know I, I have people behind us that, that trust our, ourselves um, to a certain degree and, and see that you know we have something here and like let's see what they have like that's kind of the perspective I have and also just just to find part you know when I look at VCs or angels in the space just to find partners that you know, see our vision like you know they don't have everything figured out. We don't have everything figured. No one has everything figured out, right? But like, is this one atmosphere where you know they could have success in? You know, if we build things in a certain way, like, can can they prove to get you know massive amount of users and to make a lot of money and things like that? So the way I kind of look at it is, you know, um, you know, we have to prove ourselves at this level. In my opinion, like, it's almost like um, I forget the exact terminology, but it, it comes out in Christianity sometimes too, where it's just like. You know, can you be trusted with a little to show that if you're given more, can you be trusted with a lot more? Right. And, and, you know, and there's a lot of startups that, you know, some of them can raise like millions of dollars on the very first round and things like that. And that's not, that's not us. Um, but also at the same time, I don't think, I don't think we've proven that we could raise millions of dollars and do really good things with those millions of dollars. So I think we have to, we're all first time founders. Um, I think it's rightful for us to be looking, looking at like, okay, can we trust these guys a little bit? Can they do a lot with a little? And then when it comes time to like, okay, I think I think we can go bigger. I think I think we've proven out the right direction. I don't think we've proven out the right direction yet. I think I think there's still I think there's still a lot of things that we have to explore as a company and explore as as a wallet and 
see what we want to do and see how we can make the most amount of money and see how we can um, provide the most amount of value to users and, and to see what the users actually want and that they actually want to use. I think all of that is still unproven. And so I think we're still in that position of like, let's see what we can do with what we have. And, and if we, and if we go another year, year and a half and we don't hit those things then all right, that we, we failed. We didn't, we, we didn't get, we didn't do what we thought we could do. Um, but we're going to try our, our very best until it gets to that point and, and see what we can make out of a little. Yeah. Gosh, that's a lot there, but it's, um, yeah, it's well said. It, we were talking about this the other day. I don't remember. I don't know if you remember, but I don't know, man. I feel like I think once you start raising VC money, and I think my mindset's just barely changed to this mindset uh, here in the past handful of months. And my mindset wasn't like this, you know, in twenty one or twenty two, but it's definitely changed in twenty three. Uh, especially once you get to the what you think is the end of whatever you're doing, and then you get to the end, and you're like, oh wow, it's actually not the end. Uh, there's still there's still room there to grow and continue on, but it it can be the end if you want it to be. It's like giving you that choice. And, and during that time, I remember thinking, I was like, well, I think if you're going to raise VC money, you might as well go and try to make them the the next biggest company in the world. Like that's my mindset these days. I don't know if that's the right mindset. I just know that's kind of mindset I'm operating with now, where it's just like I want to make like a generational company, and anything below that's just not acceptable in my head. Tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> like, tell me that's the wrong way to look at it. Tell me. I mean, you have to have a big mindset. <laughs> you know, you have to, you have to go big. Um, I, I partially, I, I mostly agree with that aspect of, I mean, when you, when you, especially when you think about a lot of early investors, like, you know, at that stage that we're at where we're basically, you know, pre-series A. Yeah. Um, the people that are investing in these kind of companies um, are investing with the mentality of like, they have a certain amount of funds that they're willing to put towards a, you know, seed stage company with the expectations of like one of these seed stage companies, they want to be a unicorn. Right. Um, so if you, if you are operating under the assumption that like, oh, okay, well, I, you know, I, I don't want to be a unicorn. <laughs> then it's like, oh, okay, well, I was betting on one of these companies being a unicorn. <laughs> so if you're saying you're not going to try to be a unicorn, then so I, I'm agreeing with the mentality, like you, you should be trying to build if you're, especially if you're raising VC funds, like you should be trying to build the biggest thing you can possibly build. Um, and, and we are as well. Like we want to be, we want to be the biggest wallet, but we also want to be, we want to be the biggest payments. So social payments app as well. Like we're not just trying to be a wallet that our Bitcoin friends can use. I think, I think what we're able to get at the current stage of ourselves, since we're just building a lot of like core tech functionality is like, can we, so you get to like a Venmo, basically. Um, well, that's that's that you know that's part of the end goal. But I think can can we get current Bitcoiners this current level that we're at? Can we get all of them on? Like, do we have something valuable enough to just the common day Bitcoiners? Can can we can we prove that we can get product market fit amongst Bitcoiners? And then like can and then how do we are we showing that we're showing growth amongst them? Are we showing that? We're able to, you know, meet certain levels and subscriber percentage basis and things like that. Like, can we can we prove we can build something that people want? And then I think I think you know the stages after that is like, okay, can we build something that we think everyone will want, um, or everyone will want to want um, in some way? So like, I I do think like you know we're starting off small and like we're, you're not you're not going to be, you know, a unicorn overnight. Uh, 
know, so most most companies most are, companies most aren't. aren't. <laughs> um, I mean, even when you look at certain startups out there, you know, they might have been you know um, you know building for years, and then you just didn't hear their name until they all of a sudden they were like really big and raised you know some like eighty million dollars Series B all of a sudden, and, and then and everybody's like, like, that, like right? "Whoa, where did they come from?" Exactly, I mean, it wasn't like an overnight thing. It's not an overnight thing. Yeah. Um, very very few are overnight things um you can get extremely lucky but yeah i mean that's that's the goal though it's like you raise vc funds like their expectation i mean they're trusting that you're trying to be um they're trusting like that you can build something that's a unicorn but they're also trusting that like that's what you want um to build either either you hit that unicorn level or you just like became became like really profitable and like you're able to collect dividends on that and stuff like that so there's like you know you have to have that exit in mind in some way um, whether that exit is to be a massive unicorn, whether that exit is to eventually IPO, or whether that exit is even just like collecting like massive amounts That's what, of dividends. So, so I had Odell area. on, and he mentioned that that you know, maybe some of these Bitcoin companies they just release like dividends um, indefinitely mm-hmm. because of all the, the the Bitcoin that they're holding on their balance sheet. Maybe mm-hmm. that's just the play that that, that way it plays out. Just because it's such a weird, we're in a weird time, weird market. It's never really been done before. Um, and then in some ways, some of the, you know, Bitcoiner based apps, like, you know, like I think about this a lot, like what, what are our exit strategies? And, you know, sometimes I think acquisition. Um, yeah. I think about that a lot, but, but then at the same time, you have to be, you have to be an acquisition target to begin with. Right. So you know, what, what do we need to do to put ourselves in the position if that's, Interesting. What we're trying to go for. Um, interesting. So yeah, let's talk about that because that's interesting. Because I guess I guess ideally, um, didn't you you worked at Bottle Pay when they got you did work at Bottle Pay, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Before it got acquired. Before it got acquired. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Okay. Oh, yeah. I know. Yeah, you told me that story. But I mean, I was what a, did what did they have that allowed them to get acquired? Uh, without you, without you, not like uh, disclosing anything. I guess I don't know. I guess it's already passed, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean. Is yeah. it just because of the, the team and the tech and, or what is it? What I believe it was the team and the tech. Um, I think it was a, I would think it was a tech aqua hire basically. Okay. Um, so Nidig ended up purchasing auto pay for an amount that they said was like 200 or 300 million. I don't think that was confirmed. Um, but I mean the tech team at the time, like I was part of it. Um, the core tech team was like four or five people. Um, I really enjoyed working at Bottle Pay because, you know, we were trying to build, we were building like a consumer-facing Lightning exchange, Lightning-based exchange. It was very similar to Strike, but in Europe. Um, and in my opinion, we did a hell of a lot with just like three or four core tech devs. Wow. Um, in fact, like I interviewed at, at Strike at some point after you know, during bottle pay uh-huh. and just hearing that like, oh, they have like 80 plus engineers, you know, under Rockstar and uh, bottle pay had four, <laughs> you know? So, I mean, wow. just, I mean, you know, we weren't at the massive scale as, as Strike was, and especially we didn't even operate in the U.S., but we did operate in most of Europe, um, which isn't nothing. Um, but yeah, I, we did a lot with very little. And, and I think that's mostly, I mean, it wasn't a very successful um, exchange, in my opinion. I mean, they ended up shutting down. So, um, but I believe the team still remains at, at NIDIG, or at least part of the team still remains at NIDIG. Um, did you did you take any of those learnings from, from that time? 
Like now that you like, yeah, let me ask you that. Have you taken any of those learnings? Cause you worked at uh, Impervious uh, and then you worked at uh, bottle pay. Yeah. Like, and, have you taken any of that and implemented it before bottle pay? I worked at another Bitcoin startup that got acquired. Um, uh, Nat, I worked alongside uh, Natalie Splinsky and we worked at a learning machine and that got acquired by a company called Highland to do like Bitcoin based credentials, you know, kind of like. So every company you've been involved with has gone acquired. Is what you're saying. Well, no, not, well, a, not, no. not, well, not voltage, right? Um, yeah. And then I've worked at voltage. So, I mean, I've, I've worked a lot, a lot of startups and yes, I, I do think working at startups is that you start to see, you, you see when they're ran successfully, like how um, to operate. I mean, it's almost a lot of the spaces like monkey see monkey do. <laughs> Um, yeah. I mean, do what, like, even when you're building a startup, like the more successful startups, the more that, that are easier bets to make as, as a VC is like, okay, does this exist elsewhere? Do you, is this business model already been proven out? Um, and, and if it has, and then you just run the numbers and you just come to, and you know, if you're the team that can execute on it, you just run the numbers and you implement and then you try to take part of that market share and, but it's, it's like a proven amount. It's like, okay, this company, you know, um, like like take uh, Slack for instance, right? Like, okay, well, what's the market share of company communication apps? It's huge. It's a huge piece of the pie, and companies do it. There's Microsoft Teams, you know, well, well, there's Discord. There's all these yeah. companies, right? So you're just taking a proven business model and saying that you can do it in maybe unique ways. Maybe it's not unique. Maybe you just think you can capture some of that market. Part, some of that market. Um, you go for a niche like Slack's niche was like startup companies in the Bay Area. Like that's who they were onboarding at the very beginning and kept building for them in yeah. mind and specifically working alongside them. And they ended up, once you, you know, once you build for that niche, um, you know, it starts, starts getting more general and more general and more general. And people are asking for the same things and the same things. Eventually you can build a product that, you know, can meet the needs of, of as many people as possible. Um, but you got to start somewhere and you got to have a niche and, you know, those kind yeah. of companies, you, you have a business, proven business model at that point. Yeah. Um, so it's really just like, in my opinion, and I'll that's preface a great way, this. That's a great way to put it too. Cause I, I yeah, that's a great way. To I mean, put the it. only other thing I want to say is, is like, I don't fucking know. Uh, like, I mean, I'm doing my best. Um, I'm doing, I'm, I, I follow my intuition. I, I, I see, you know, I think about the things that we need to solve next and, and solve it. Um, but I, you know, I'm almost like the last person to give any advice on running, running a startup in a way because it's just, it's just so new. Dude, no, but no one knows, man. No one knows. There's like maybe Jack and Andre and that's it. Who else is out there besides maybe Graham? But do well, even, even just startups in general. But, but like, yeah. but did you know what I mean? Like in the Bitcoin space though, who else? NBK? I mean, there, there's, I mean, uh, who else? There, like, but seriously, who else? I mean, there's, who fold, else can you get there's fold. There's, oh yeah, I guess Lightning Labs. Oh yeah, I, mean, there's, I guess there's, there's a lot of, there's, there's a decent chunk. So there's of, like five or six of them. <laughs> I think there's dozens, but, um, but do those people necessarily give advice? I don't know. Um, I mean, you know, I mean, I think you are right. There's, uh, this is why I love listening to your podcast. Cause I do. I, I want to know the answers, dude. <laughs> like, and no one's like, how are we supposed to help each other? Uh, unless, unless we're out there talking. I mean, the, the fiat space has these type of podcasts and they're very successful and seems like they have very successful companies doing them. So it, it must help somebody over there. I just don't think the Bitcoin space has enough of these. I think Valis was doing it for a little while. I know Marty did it in the early days. But other than that, I don't know. I mean, I think a lot of Bitcoin companies still have to prove show, out some stuff. Prove out that they're successful in the first place. I mean, like when we when we look at our 
idols in the space, the the startups that we look yeah. up to and things like that. Like, you know, I would say that they're, you know, successful, but like you know, in the grand scheme of things, they might not think that they have done anything or proven out as, as when you compare like the Bitcoin VC startup space and like the normal fiat, you know, VC startup space, like it's, it's way different. And so it looks way different. I mean, we, we specifically not sought after any fiat related VC companies. We haven't like not, no crypto VC companies. We reached out like it's only Bitcoin only because there's such a, uh, such a different market. And at least like the people that, are backing us like they believe in our vision because we share this similar vision of like Bitcoin only, you know, not mm-hmm. broken fiat, you know, um, burn cash and create a monopoly kind of kind of company. We think, I think the the Bitcoin companies in space, we think we can go about it differently, where we're not just like burning money. Like we we have an appreciation of money, I think, no. in this space because we we know what how scarce it should be. Yeah. Even, even though fiat isn't, um, we know how scarce it should be. You know, we should be, I, I don't know, being a Bitcoiner has made me a better steward of money in general, I think. Yeah. Um, and so I don't want to run a startup where we just burn insane amount of cash for, for, light, for it no on fire. light it on fire, basically. <laughs> where, you know, we want to be, yeah. you know, we want to be good stewards of the money. Um, now, again, some startups are very successful doing that. Just lighting it on fire, lighting it on fire, <laughs> and making more. Um, you know, a lot of that goes to the founder, like the founders. So like, how charismatic are they? How how yeah. how good at the game of raising? It is a game. It's a, it's it's a hundred percent a game, raising VC funds. And so, it's how good are you at that? And that's one of the things that I don't I don't think I'm very good at at all. <laughs> um, but we try and we do what we can, and you know, keep progressing yeah. and. and I just thought, I thought it was interesting this past week. You know, there was a lot of, a lot of chatter on on uh, on Noster where people were, you know, they're like, well, when when do you actually get VC money, or when should you bootstrap it, or when should you take donations? And it was just all this chatter, and everybody was commenting on it. And I was waiting for somebody to actually to say to say the thing that I wanted to say, but I I was like, oh, car, stay in your lane, like you know, just what you want to say. I wanted to say what you said, which was like, uh, let me see if I can pull it up, but it was. Uh, let me see if I can find it. And I was like, "Few Tony, few." I, I forget I, which that. Which I book. forgot what I even said. Let me see if I can find it. That's what I wanted to say. Uh, let me see. Let me, uh, I can't find it. Here, I'll, I'll look it up. Keep talking. I'll, I'll find it if I find it. I mean, what I what I think I want to say is something like that. It's just you just you just can't. Oh, right here. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, not that one. No, it goes. I th- no, that wasn't it. It was, where is it at, dude? And every, no one was saying this. And I was like, why isn't anybody saying, uh, where's that? Uh, yeah, somebody has to sub, sub. Yeah, there it goes. Right. This was, this was the line. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was waiting for somebody to say this. And I was, cause fail more, fail faster. If you aren't failing, you aren't trying. And if you're not failing fast, you're wasting your time and money. And I thought that was just like the mindset I know a lot of us have here in Austin. I feel. Yeah. I mean, some of this is even a reminder to myself because like that's, and I, I and again, I don't want to say I have anything figured out. <laughs> I think I, there's a lot of things that you could say that, you know, we aren't, you know, failing fast enough trying or, or I don't know, do we have something here or is it, you know, because I don't know when you're building, 
I think when you're building a startup, you have to, you have to, you, you can get, it's easy for engineers to get in their own head and satisfy their own um, itch or something. Yeah. Satisfying their own itch. Um, and just build and just building just to build like no one, no one's asking for this. Right. <laughs> okay. I see what and, you're saying. And yeah. You're, and you're building it and, and you're spending a lot of time building it and no, it's, you look around and literally no one's asking for it. I think, I think engineers are prone to that. Um, but even in engineering too, like I think I wrote this because I was, I was doing some coding and I went down a path. Um, I was doing a major re-architecture and I went down a path and I quickly found out that, oh, okay, I can't, can't do it this way. And I found out quick and I probably saved days worth of time. Yeah, that's good. Very yeah. But the same thing applies to startups as well. Um, that's why like, I mean, I kind of appreciate the mentality of like launch with a Google form. You know, like that. that. Say, what do you what do you mean by that? Launch with a Google form, like launch with like how? Like like build a product that is literally just like powered by Google Forms, you know, or like you have users. I mean, the classic example, um, you know, Bootstrap Bandit. No, what's on, that on Twitter? No, it's it's got on Twitter. Uh, I think it's public. His name is Tim, but um, he does a lot of Ellen Pay stuff. You know, a lot of like stuff in the space. I mean, his product when like, he had as a as a day job, like. A company on the side, which is basically just like finding pets, you know. And so he, he, they ended up like just posting a Google form on Facebook, and it got massive amount of users from it. Like people were paying. Like you know, when you have a missing pet, how much are you willing to spend to find that pet? Twenty bucks, hundred bucks, more than that. Was he finding the pets though? Yeah, they were finding the pets. Oh, wow. it was like a crowdsourced way, and you fill in a Google form, pay twenty bucks, and then maybe you'll find a pet, uh, or you'll find your pet. Um, I mean, just that mentality of like, like yeah. launch something. Like, and guess what? If if they filled out that Google form and no one, no one paid, and no one, no one filled it out, then should you launch a website that helps people finding pets? No, because you probably don't know how to market people finding pets and paying for it. You know, there's something to be said about that. Just launch the damn thing and then see what comes out of it. Right now, in our context, you know, I've said it many times in our company. Like, it's hard to build a Bitcoin wallet. That's a Google form. Um, but you know, you know, we, we've done what we could, um, to launch it as soon as possible. Like I, I think about this a lot. Sometimes I think we launched too early. The mutiny. Yeah. Um, because there's, there's plenty of bugs and there's, you know, plenty of headaches and plenty of things that have gone wrong and things that, you know, we can't go back and, and fix easily. Um, but at the same time, like, you know. I think it's good to launch early. Like, you know, I think we've sort of proved that there is this initial demand um, that you can get, you know, an influx of users and building a new wallet. And, and then if we start solving the problem, like it's allowed us to start solving problems that we didn't think would be problems yet. Um, can you think of one right now? Is it just yeah, the... Yeah, I mean, uh, just lightning itself. Yeah. Um, I mean, so to get started on a non-custodial Lightning wallet, like you need to open Lightning channels, right? Um, and, you know, when the fees were low, you know, it's easy to make assumptions about like, oh, okay, well, you know, right now when we launched, it was like, okay, you need at least 10,000 sats to get started. And even that felt like too much. I think, you know, even when you launched, like we were like, oh, okay, 10,000 sats, that's no big deal. People can try it our wallet for like, you know, 20k 30k sats you know yeah like literally dollars worth they can try our wallet but some people they're like what i need like five dollars worth of bitcoin before i can even use this thing and like to us we're like well, 
yeah, welcome to Bitcoin. But um, yeah, everybody think everybody wants everything for free, dude. Uh, well, that, but I mean, they do want everything for free. But at the same time, they're not wrong. Like, I mean, I don't like the landscape of, of the requirements that are involved yeah. in, in Lightning, and so you know that was one example of like something we launched and. No, we launched that and then now chain fees are really high and now like now it's a hundred K sat minimum to get started. And that we should increase that even more because hundred K doesn't cut it either in this day and age. Gosh, um, with on chain fees and the <sighs> channel reserves and like you know, forced closures happen on lightning. Like, you know, we like by launching we're able to I mean, you know, we're thankful for each and every user. I mean, we do have a big banner that like pops out that says like, Hey, warning, this is beta. Like, you know, don't put that much money on here. But now we're starting to get to the point where like you need to put that much money on here in order to even get started with the wallet. And like uh that's unfortunate. So like I don't know. I, like I'm a lot more bearish on lightning than when I started and part of that's just like the landscape, but you know, no one no one was promising lightning was gonna be free forever and no one was promising or free-ish, you know, cheap was quote quote the thing that people talk. I think I think I think lighting fees should go up. Um, I, I've, the the costs involved and the capital lockups that are involved. I think I think lightning fees should go up in order for this to be like a healthy ecosystem. But then at the same time, um, Bitcoin base fees have gone up a lot, and now you know everyone operating a lightning wallet before they're all like, what the fuck do we do? Like now all of a sudden, no one can like use an app non-custodial lightning app let alone wallet but a lightning app that's supposed to be non-custodial and only can just use that without putting in like 100 200 bucks in order to get started with it so it's like i think i think self-custodial lightning from an end user perspective i don't think it's ever going to work not on its own do you think we've created this i mean we are bitcoiners uh we, we created this kind of it's a much nicer better user experience using a lightning wallet uh it it, it does seem very privileged when lightning if, if works that, it's great no but it, but no but tony though it's it does seem like a very privileged network does that make sense like if you're saying 200 300 300 dollars worth of bitcoin just to run your own wallet on your phone like that's a very privileged thing to do yeah <laughs> yeah you know what i mean like not the average pleb kids probably can probably do that yeah uh, so and- maybe that's what we created maybe we just created a much nicer um payments network that that lives on top of bitcoin but it's just much more expensive and uh yeah i don't know if that's i, I mean, mean it's probably not what we wanted but it, it is what it is i mean think about bitcoin um it's the same story like, right i mean i paid i made a transaction yesterday and i paid 20 bucks for it then like if i if that was a wire i paid 20 bucks for the wire i'd be pissed <laughs> but oh okay because it's bitcoin oh i'm okay with it well on one hand, yes, I am okay with it because it is uh, it is a network that like I'm partially in control of, right? Like like this is my own yeah. funds, this is my own money, this is the price of sovereignty, right? Yeah, yeah, and so I'm okay with that, and I accept that. But when you ask everyone to accept that, it starts turning into a different story. Where it's like, well, I don't want to pay, tw- I don't have twenty bucks. Just to just pay for on-chain fees, just to use this. Like I like I don't want to use this if that's what that's going to mean. But what? It, but what? What is it? What if? What? What are we doing then? Lying to ourselves and saying that's not the reality, though. Do you know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's a it's a privileged thing for sure. But think about the alternative. Like some people don't have the privileges for the alternative, which for some people is okay. You have your PayPal account that gets shut down. 
Yeah. Um, and now you just lost your livelihood. Your business used that PayPal account in order to collect funds from people easily online. And now you don't have that. So now what do you do? Like, like everything we're building in Bitcoin is specifically for... <laughs> it's funny. I was going to say underprivileged. <laughs> it, but it, it started off that way, dude. Yeah. I, and I don't think it's, I don't think we're headed that way anymore. Oh, I, I, I think it's hard. Yeah. Um, I mean, as Bitcoin gets more popular, <laughs> there are more constraints and now not everyone can own a UTXO. I mean, no one could, not everyone could own a UTXO anyways, but like now we're starting to hit that point where not everyone is going to own a UTXO and like not everyone's going to have their own self custodial lightning channel, even one lightning channel. Yeah, not everyone's going to have that, so it's like we have to keep exploring alternative um, so scaling th- solutions. Do you think we just keep building on top of just becomes layered layers of layers? You think maybe th- this is where we're this is this maybe this was inevitable? I think it was inevitable. Um, I, I mean, I think even Satoshi or Hal has talked about Bitcoin banks before, and we we see that you know Bitcoin banks do exist and they do provide um, a good a service that like you know people can't have easily so yeah i don't know i think i think it's i think it's inevitable but you know we have to move from this mindset i think i think we should be moving from the yeah what you yeah go ahead and say it but we should be moving from that mindset of like hey it's cheap to send a transaction yeah or or that that everyone can do it or that everyone can can do lightning or that everyone can do on-chain bitcoin or have on-chain bitcoin i think or even just even just feeling sorry for ourselves that like all oh, chain fees are high because these people that we don't like they're using it now and so now we feel sorry for ourselves what can we do let's get back to the original bitcoin that we had where everyone was just happy with low fee chain fees and stuff like that like that's not it's not a reality and that's not a solution i think we have to keep trying to build solutions and i think we have to move on from this uh some people you know some people have like this pity mindset um, about, oh, what do we do? And uh, we just got to start doing and we got to build the next solutions that can progress Bitcoin even for, uh, even more forward. So, yeah. So let's, let's get into those next solutions. Cause I want to talk about, I want to actually just want to get a lot of stuff cleared out, you know, cause I, I actually don't know anything turns out and I have no idea what's going on, but, uh, you know, there's people like yourself, people inside the lab, outside the lab, you know, talking about there's all these amazing solutions with uh, Fetty or Liquid, um, Arc, even Light. Mm-hmm. Where do you stand between this, uh, this kind of area here where people are pitching these different solutions and which one are you guys looking at? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, or is it still too early? Yeah, it. you know, we are... So I do agree that people need to be looking at alternatives. So like things like you mentioned, ARC, Liquid, Fediment. Um, we're looking at Fediment ourselves. Um, uh, it, it's very similar to how Liquid operates, almost from like a trust perspective. I think there's a lot of similarities there. I mean, it, it's it's all like um, an, uh, like... I think the solutions that have a quote-unquote one-to-one backing with Bitcoin um, can kind of help 
solve a lot of the problems that we've seen in the crypto space. Like, you know, when, when Bitcoin started getting popular before, you know, everyone's spinning up their own crypto and they're, they're coming up with Ethereum and Solana and like all this other crap that like is supposed to solve problems that Bitcoin don't solve. But like, oh, guess what? It made all of them rich because they created a token and they created their own currency and they started printing that currency and they have this price associated with it. Um, I think when we look at alternative solutions that still have a one-to-one backing with Bitcoin, um, we remove a lot of the shittiness that has happened. We moved a lot. We remove a lot of the scams that have happened. Um, we aren't pumping an ICO. Basically, we're not pumping something that should be considered a registered security. We're not trying to get rich off of it. We're just trying to create a scaling solution that can work interoperably with Bitcoin in a different way. So. You know, Liquid helps provide that. Liquid is a, it's basically based on top of Bitcoin, but. Did they launch ICOs on it though? They launched securities yeah, you can, on it. Yeah, you can launch tokens on top of Liquid. I don't think very many Tether's people. on there, I think. There's a couple others. Tether is on there. Um, that's probably the only one that people have ever used. Um, but part of the conversation is now, no one's talking. Like people in the Bitcoin space, we're not talking about using Liquid in a way where we can do tokens on top of it. We're talking about can we use liquid as a scaling solution on top of on top of bitcoin okay so 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 basically it's like that conversation is kind of seasoned die off since like 2018 2020 the token part the token yeah. part of it and now they're like hey this is this is federated mm-hmm. um, looking at it for what it is so the federated aspect of it i think it's very important and i think and fediment has takes the same approach as well so the federated aspect is just the aspect of like, okay, there's not a single person that controls these funds. And, and once you move from something that's completely custodial to something that's like federated or, you know, there's not a controller of the funds, you start getting into something that acts decentralized and at least distributed, but like has a more decentralized nature to it. And then I think you can do a lot more when it when the thing is quote unquote decentralized and there is not a single controller, there's not a single custodian um, I think you can start to solve a lot of, I mean, you can start to to use it in a way where it's not subjected to like custodian laws and you're not a, you're not a controller of the, the currency and you can't just like scam someone, right? Like you need like, I think with Liquid, you need like 10 out of the 15 members of the Federation uh, to to agree on something, right? So you would need 10 members of the Federation, which are mostly other companies, you know, there's Blockstream and there's like a handful of other companies. Uh, you would need ten of those companies to commit suicide Whoa. to to rob to 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 rob users of uh, Bitcoin that's been deposited in a liquid. So that's something that you know I don't think we'll see. Um, to credit to to Blockstream and and the other members, like I don't think they're all willing to collude to destroy all of their company's values and the people that work there and the reputation. That's like you know that's. It's got to be like hundreds of millions of dollars worth of like reputation. You're just gonna throw away, um, and and maybe Liquid gets that you that much use where like now there it's like let's say there's like a billion dollars locked up on Liquid, and so these companies are like, oh yeah, what maybe it's worth it to try to scam, right? But um, you know, I don't I don't think the thing I like about Fediment more than Liquid in that concern is that you can have a bunch of federations. So, so different imagine. different types of people yeah. with, with different types of like social capital, intellectual capital, reputational capital attached to it, right? Mm-hmm. And you can okay. start to build like what I want to consider it as like a subnetwork of like, you know, almost like how you can launch a lightning node and start routing payments and connecting peers and stuff like that. Like, I mean, 
you know, I want to see a world where people are launching, you know, there's hundreds of fediments out there or there are thousands of fediments out there where people will spin up and they, and their, their sole function, like they, they run software just like they run a lightning node. Um, and all they do is like let people deposit funds into it and let people deposit funds out of it. Um, and they're not like taking a fee off of it. They're not like profit off of it. They're just like running a node. It just happens to be a node that, you know, keeps the restriction like uh it's a module like like, it, like a like a start nine it's just, they're just running like a fetty module or something well, yeah yeah it could be on like a start nine or anything but like no matter where they're running it they're just running it and what it enables people to do is like to easily connect to it as a scaling solution and 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 not worry about like channel fees and channel closes mm. and things like that so like the has, way- anybody, has anybody made any actual like really good like i don't know just not even documentation but more so this kind of like picturesque description that you just gave and, and what what that looks like and how it will function or flow. I mean, I'm sure you guys see it when you're testing this stuff out, but has anybody actually sat there and made like diagrams or anything like that? What how it's how it's supposed to function? Um I mean the Fenimint team probably has some of that out there. Um and there's been you know people that have talked about like the uh what they can kind of envision something like Fenimint turning into like Eric Yates um he wrote under, I forget the company he wrote under, but uh, he wrote, uh, I don't know, like a 20-pager about a month or two ago about like the, these, uh, like what happens when we start getting things like mints and federations mm-hmm. out there in the world. And I think, I think it's a beautiful mindset because it's, he starts getting into like, you know, traditional finance stuff. Like, okay, well, once you have a mint, what do you have after that? And, like he gets into like hedge funds that like, you know, bet on whether or not a mint is going to collapse um, and things like that. So like, he, you know, he's bringing the finance world um, f- vision into what it would look like if we had a whole bunch of distributed federations out there. Um, but yeah, I'm working on a piece now that's like my vision of like you know, what we, what I see happening if we get a whole bunch of federations out there and, and we're all like, you know, running one and connecting to one and using it. So like I, you know, I, I see the way we're going about Fediman integration is not immune. You need self-custodial. So like you need you know, 100K sats to get started, to open your channel, to pay the channel fees, things like that. Um, I want it to be a bridge, uh, almost like a hybrid approach. So it's like, hey, if you don't have 100K sats, you just have 10 sats, 100 sats, 1,000 sats, you can like deposit those into the Federation. Um, Deal with eCash instead of instead of like actual Bitcoin, and then like if you happen to collect, you know, a million Sats worth of Bitcoin, then okay, now it's time for you to go self custodial. So it's almost like this progressive enhancement where you start out um, just as a new person. You don't you aren't Bitcoin rich. You can't you can afford accept lightning ETXO. and everything. You can start accepting Lightning, and then like we want to usher people into self custodial with our wallet. Like so, our approach is. Start out small. Once you get enough funds, we try to get you to go to self-custodial. Like we're trying to take a better steward approach to wallets. So it's like not like a, um, I mean, you have custodians out there that don't care. Like you deposit, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars worth of Bitcoin on Coinbase. Like they're they're happy with that. They want that, right? Um, You know, I I think we want people to move towards self-custodial and we don't want people to put all their life savings on a federation on liquid, on like anything else, on a different custodian. We don't want people to put their life savings in these places. So it's like once you start accruing enough sats in our wallet, once we have this integration fully built out, 
we want you to move towards self-custodialship and take control of your funds and and you can afford to now. So let's go ahead and set you up with a cold card or something. Not even just a cold card, just even just to have a self-custodial lightning inside Uniwatt. Of course, like once it's once it's to those levels, yeah. Once it's like it's something that yeah, yeah. Yeah. Once it's like thousands upon thousands of dollars, like, okay, you should probably use a cold card now. But like at least the migration from federated lightning to self-custodial lightning, I think. Oh, so you still think there's a there's a there's another step there. Yeah, I think there. Uh, I think I think like you know, I'm just throwing numbers out there, but my ranges would be like if you have less than a million sats and you want to use an application, like you know, I don't think you should have a self custodial lightning channel for that. I don't think you should pay for those fees and the maintenance and things like that for under a million sats. So, but once you get a million sats, it's like okay, you know, pay, you know, fifty k sats in. Um, lightning fees to have, you know, ninety five percent of that secured, right? Um, pay that five percent fee. You have ninety five percent of it yeah. secured now in the lightning channel. Um, and you know, maybe maybe you want to wait until it's only one percent fee or whatever like that. Like maybe you want to wait till two million or ten million sats, whatever. But like, I do, I do think there's this range of like, you have sats in a custodian, you have sats on a federation, you have sats on lightning, and then you have sats like on an on-chain wallet, like in your cold card. So like, I think there's ranges that people should progress. Um, and if they're just like, I mean, most of the time, like people are just wanting to interact with whatever application or server, like think of Stacker News, right? Like, you know, I don't want to use Stacker News as a custodian. That's not why I'm using Stacker News because I don't know how to run a self-custodial wallet. It's just like, I want to be able to easily upvote posts and downvote posts or like make comments and pay pay in sats to make a comment or a post um, or to boost my own stuff. Um, I don't, I'm not using that as a custodian. I'm just using it because it's like good UX. I, I like depositing sats on the stacker news and then being able to upvote easily without whipping out my wallet every time. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, so, so I keep very little amount of sats on stacker news just so I can do that. I probably keep more than, I need to, but I know where Keon works and lives. So <laughs> if he does anything to mess it up, I can just go to his house. Yeah, but most we people definitely don't go to his house. <laughs> but most yeah. people can't do that, and so you know, so people should keep a little bit of amount of sats on there. I guess. I guess my question is okay. So yeah, so all that makes sense. I totally get the mindset on yeah, wanting to use Fetty and all that stuff. So now let's let's. I want to ask the questions that no one wants to ask. Let's be honest, like everybody's afraid to take any opposite side when it comes to Fetty or Liquid or any of these other things. And I, I want to be that guy today. So you, you give me the, you tell me where, how I'm not thinking it through. Okay. So if we're, if we're doing, if you're getting everybody to use Fetty and all that works and stuff like that, like. Fetty Mint. Fetty Mint, I'm sorry. Yeah. Also, dude, they Fetty's need to change the name, dude. The Fetty name is terrible. <laughs> I don't know what they were thinking. Terrible name. Anyway, I've said that before. But, um. What what I would say is though is like will you st- will we still have to KYC and AML uh, if we're using a federated um, thing, right? Like like is that still going to happen? I, I imagine yes. If the answer is yes, Tony. It has to be. I believe there's some people that probably will do that. I mean, it depends on the laws and regulations of the members that you know are providing federation. Um, but there's different, there's different trust model there, and there's different set of legal requirements when it comes. I'm not, I'm not a lawyer, so yeah, yeah. You know, this is all speculation, by the it's way. It's all speculation, but you know, in uh, Obi likes to say, and I'll, I'll 
kind of quote him. I hope I get it kind of accurate, but like in most jurisdictions, if you're not making a profit, you're not making money on your federated custodial thing where you don't have a majority of control of the funds anyways, if you're not making a profit on that, you know, you're, you're subjected to less rules and regulations. So like in my opinion, um, because with a federated custody solution, there's not a single key holder kind of operates in a gray area where we, we rehab, like if you're just one of the signing keys, what, what's, what's that look like? I mean, you're not a custodian. You don't have yeah. unilateral control over the user's funds. What does that look like now? There's a lot of other factors that come into play. It's like, okay, well, what's your application doing? How are you pitching it? What are the user expectations? I think, I think those all fit into the realm of like your legal requirements. Um, but I think when you just look at the tech and you're just treating it like, in my opinion, running, running a Fediment node is just going to be like running a Lightning node. And, you know, lightning, there's not, there's not, everyone's KYC, no one's KYC each other, no, everyone's just connecting amongst each other. It, it turns into a decentralized network. I think, I think lightning network is a decentralized network. Um, I see Fediment as a similar thing. I don't see, I've, I've said it multiple times, a federated custody, right? Like I don't even see Fediment as a federated custody solution. I see Fediment as a bare asset issuer on its own decentralized network where you can interoperate with Bitcoin um, by swapping in and out. I see it as its own individual. I see it as a self-custodial bare asset network. Oh, Lord. Yeah. It, uh, that's all going to be my article, but I, I, I think the way it operates, I, I think when you look in the technicals of it, what you're doing is you're swapping Bitcoin for eCash inside of a different network. I think it's more similar to swapping Bitcoin for Ethereum or Monero or any other crypto, I think it's more similar to that than it is a custody solution. That's what I was afraid you were going to say. Why were you afraid I was going to say that? Because <laughs> it, dude, then it gets back to the whole point of all these altcoins, right? Like all these altcoins back okay. in the day in 2017, yeah. whether it was Stellar or Cardano or whatever, like this is where we're, this is, we're right back there all over again. I think, and, and I, and here, let me just say, and I totally get it. I understand it. It has nothing to do with you know, with anything else other than like, what are we doing? Like, are we doing this because Lightning's really hard, and I think we both agree that it really is, and it's it's turned into a privileged network, or are we doing it for other reasons that are? I don't know. That's just kind, of, and, and I don't have the answers, but I I I feel I'm glad that I'm able to have this conversation with you because I don't think there's anybody talking about this right now in the space, and that's that's not good. Because before we would have this conversations out in public, I think we're doing it because Bitcoin doesn't scale. I, I don't think it has anything to do. Um, I mean, Lightning's almost a side effect of that, so I don't, it's not Lightning's fault. Um, I think it's just because Bitcoin doesn't doesn't scale to everyone, so we need to have something in place. And I think, I think one aspect of of Fediment that I really enjoy is the fact that like it doesn't require a soft fork to happen. We don't have to debate about the merits of upgrading Bitcoin to 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 a number of different proposals of like how to upgrade Bitcoin to covenants or how to upgrade Bitcoin like to support side chains better or things like that. Like I think whatever, I mean, I, I partially agree with, with you and like, you know, I don't, I make the comparison with other, with Fediman and other cryptocurrencies, not because I like endorse any of it or like want any of that. Right. But like, like when you look at how it operates technically, I think it operates like that. 
Um, except I think the key is the one-to-one backing with Bitcoin. I think that so you remove the assets, you remove the price speculation amongst the assets. So you remove a lot of the shittiness that we saw in in the cryptocurrency as well. I mean, Liquid is a cryptocurrency that's alternative to Bitcoin. It just happens right. to be mostly Bitcoin source code and with a few different scripts in, in it. Um, and then it goes a lot faster. It's 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 liquids basically Litecoin without. And you can do can you do covenants and that that was another reason these guys wanted to play with it. Or these people wanted to play with it. Yeah, I think there's more more scripts inside of Liquid, so you can do covenants thing. I think Arc is going to launch on launch their covenants like solution on Liquid first. Um, so that'll be cool to see. But we need something, and 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 it's better that it's not a. It's better that it doesn't have price speculation because that's where a lot of the shittiness in cryptocurrencies have come from is people printing their own funds and then make, getting rich off of it. And that was their intention the entire time, along with the control. I think I think people wanted to control things as well. I mean, that's where some of the Bitcoin forks came to be. It wasn't, in my opinion, the Bitcoin fork wars weren't a scaling solution war. I think it was a war on control over Bitcoin. Um, some of the egos behind some of the forks from 2017. I think it was about control. It wasn't about scaling Bitcoin. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess we'll see. We'll see how it plays out. I, I'm, 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 I'm one of those kind of wait and see kind of guys. But it's I also like I, I see, I see a combination of things. I, I see, I see, I see Liquid still probably in that picture. I see Fenimint being in that picture. I see. You know, if if Arc launches on the main chain, I see you don't see Tarot saving them. Um, Tarot's not not going to be a scaling solution. Um, that's just a way to make a shit coin on top of Bitcoin. See, like when we get into those kind of things, like you know, there's people that are are trying to make things that are shit coins on top of Bitcoin. Um, trying to make their NFTs, trying to do all that bullshit. Yeah, how do you how do you not pay attention to all that stuff and just focus on what you're trying to do? It's hard because, like, I mean, I think as I think as a startup, um, one of your roles is to explore latest things and seeing if there's any way you can. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, I I'll give credit to us. Like, I mean, we're we're small enough. We're 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 small enough as a startup, but like we're builders too. So it's like, you know, we can like if we want to quickly launch something tomorrow, you know, I get. Ben and Paul into a room and I say, hey, can we work on this? I mean, like hackathons. We started out yeah. building hackathons together at Club Lab and PTC Plus Plus and things yeah. like that. And Mutiny was born that way. Yeah. Um, if we wanted to launch something tomorrow to see if there was anything there, you guys could we, could, we could do that tomorrow, right? So like I partially, I think, you know, we should have more of an open mind to things that are happening in this space. Um, but at the same time, I think we have principles that we abide by and then that we look at a moral compass and you know some of the things that are happening in the space we don't we don't like and we don't agree with it and, and i think you know we have to turn yeah. an eye to it in a certain way so like the whole or no shit um i think building shit coins on top of lightning like lightning labs is going i i, I don't agree with any of those on, on a principle and so you know that does that mean our startup has less potential and doesn't make as much money because we're not looking at shit coins and I think that answer is yes, but I'm okay with that answer. When I look at all you guys doing you know, startups and stuff, I'm so lucky that I'm just doing Plub Lab because the only thing I got to do is just let people create whatever they want. <laughs> I, I have no I have no skin in the game when it comes to like, oh, it has to be this side. It has to be this side. It has to be this side. It has to be. I'm just, I'm literally the guy who says like, 
I'm like Willy Wonka, whatever you want. We have it all, all the flavors. Just come and try it, right? Uh, and if you need help finding whatever you need, let me know. I can get you the right ingredient. That's how I look at it. I think if I had to, thank God I don't have to choose a side, if that makes any yeah. sense. But I think it puts me in a position where I get to ask these questions because I don't think I don't think people, I think there's vested interests from from all over the place who can't who can't say these things because they they have to pick a side. It's where their bags are, you know, are right. being held. Where their bags are already at. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. I mean, there, I've had this conversation today, even, but multiple times I've, I've heard multiple people say something along those lines of like, where they don't want to be in a position where they pick winners or losers. I think you're in that great position where you, you don't have to pick winners. I mean, you have to pick builders. You have to pick yeah. successful people. I mean, so, yeah. you know, there's that, but you're not, you're not making a uh, product decision. You're nope. not making, you're not saying I want Bitcoin to move this way. So I'm going to pick you because you can make Bitcoin go that yeah. way. Like you can kind of have that hands off. Like, is it a cool Bitcoin idea? Does it, you know, is there potential here as a, as a business? Are you an entrepreneur? Like, and then you're like, okay, yes, yes, yes. Like very generic, uh, very, similar properties of like what can make a successful person. You don't have to pick a product. Um, you know, say same things with other people in the space. They don't want to say, they don't want like to have an influence on Bitcoin going one way or another. Yeah, people you don't, don't want that. Yeah. You don't want to be, you know, be declaring kingmakers or kings or whatever. If right. That's the right yeah. terminology for it. But yeah. you want to be able to just kind of, so yeah, I'm looking in that respect, but it, I, de- I definitely want to, I definitely don't, I don't knock anybody for doing what they want to do, um, but I, I think these questions have to be asked and uh, because these guys around the lab want to know. They want to know what they should be working on. They have a lot of respect for you, Tony, and I mean, the likewise. mutiny team. Yeah, they have yeah. a lot, like a lot of the guys look up to you guys because you guys are the, um, you know, in their eyes, you look successful. In my eyes, you look successful. But I mean, I, I know you know. Yeah. But um, it's, uh, th- there's people that look up to what you guys are creating and, where you guys are leading. Um, so you guys are that next generational company as far as like, hey, if the muni guys are working on it and they're they're moving towards that direction, then there's probably something to that, right? So you guys also signaling that does get people falling in line for lack of a better word. Yeah, and I, I appreciate that. I'm definitely, um, I definitely appreciate those words and, and, and know that you know, some people are looking at it like, I mean, but I'll, I'll again say, you know, we don't, don't have any idea if what we're doing is, is going to work or is going to be successful. I think, I think we have, you know, and this is part of like running a startup, like you, you, you take risks, right? And so you, you evaluate the landscape, you evaluate what you're, what you're capable of doing and you can evaluate like what you're building on and, and what you're building towards. And I think you can, I think we have a good handle on what we can do, what we do know, what we are capable of doing. And this this leads us down this direction. So whether or not it's a good decision for another yeah. company with another set of skills and another direction that they want to go, that's a completely different story. So it's like you know, I, I do think that we have some signal in terms of like, hey, we're we just shipped some Fediment things. Yeah, so let's talk about that. Fediment. Yeah, let's talk about that because I saw you guys launch that literally on the thir- was it the thirtieth? Uh, yeah, I think it was the thirtieth. It was the thirtieth. I was like, God, do these guys take a date off? No, no. I took a day off yesterday, but guess what? Paul Paul was working all day yesterday, and he I have some stuff to review today. So if if one of us is not working, it's it's a shock. <laughs> Someone's yeah, always so working. So where was it? At? Paul was working on Chris. Or yeah, sorry, so. Ben was working on Christmas Day. <laughs> Man, take a day off. Yeah, 
So we got Muni Wallet. This is four days ago. Any of the year off strong over the last few months, we've been preparing our wallet for Fediment integrations. Today marks the first release with Fediment support ready for alpha testing. Then it has to manage federations. So explain this to me. What, yeah. what is this like? So basically I am started implementing that hybrid approach that I was talking about earlier where you know we can start to add Fediment to smooth over some of the rough edges and, and self-custodial stuff. So um, you know, I think there will probably probably be wallets that are Fediment only that are, that only work with federated cus- custodial. We we'll just call them mints instead. I mean, mints mints are good. <laughs> I mean, there's federation. I mean, so mint can also imply, um, you know, enuts, enuts. Uh, sorry, cashew, cashew. That's the word I was looking for. E-nuts. They they go the whole nut. Thing. Uh, they have a whole nut culture to them. Um, Even cashews. So a mint could be a custodial mint where it does not have a federation involved. So I want to be very clear that like uh, you know, okay. what we're working with are federations, um, um, you know, a mint federation and not like a fully custodial federation. Sorry, fully custodial mint. Um, but no, I agree. Like, you know, we're, we're trying to just use the word federations. Um not even mention the word Fediment, but you know, we could go mints. Um, but basically this is just the first integration of what it would look like if we had um Fediment in our app. So right now you do have to configure it, configure okay. it, and you do have to find a federation you want to join. We don't we don't provide a default one so for users. Um you have to kind of So like so let's say hypothetically here in the next, I don't know, handful of weeks, maybe months. It could have like an Austin Bitcoin federation, right? Yeah. With like ran with, by people you trusted. I mean, Plug yeah. Lab could be like you could have five yeah. members, six yeah, totally. seven members, of totally. people, and they're all yeah. capable of running. Yeah, Fediment. totally. And then they would enter that federation code right there yeah. for Plug Lab. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then from there, what would happen after that, Tony? So we try to, you almost never have to look at, the, at that stuff ever again. What we're trying to do with it, the very first version, you know, we have a long way to go, but once you add that Fediman code, it should just be normal mutiny wallet that you know and love. Like you can spend, make payments from it. You can receive more sats. Like, you know, we did right now add a third row to the balance. So we have your lightning balance, your on-chain balance, and then now we added your federation balance. I, I'm kind what of- is, What is this one right here? Is this That's the federation balance. Okay. Yeah. So I'm trying to show that you can start receiving sats into a federation. Um, I want to remove that eventually. There's, there's a line- you know, there's there's kind of a moral principle of like I think users should need to know that that the funds in the federation are at risk, that that they do need to that they operate under a different model than actually owning the Bitcoin. Um, eventually, I want to just abstract it where you know once you get a million Sats, those are your Sats, but the, otherwise it's all Lightning and you can spend it and nice. receive it just like Lightning. Yeah. So once you add that federation code. You can keep using Mutiny to pay your friends, to sap people on Noster, to receive sats. Dude, like this looks great, that man. Once. Like this looks great. I think, I think just, I think for the average person, if you if you if you are trying to onboard normies, right? I think trying to get away as far as you can from all the language, it just, it just like confuses people. Um, yeah, but at the same time, I I do think people need to know that that you know, their sats. You know, are kind of at risk until they move it into self-custodial in some way, whether they just deposit on chain or whether they deposit in a lightning channel. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I used to think that 
But these days, when I look at Apple Pay and I look how easy that is to work, I look at just any banking app these days, like, do they disclose all that stuff? It's in the terms of service, probably. It's buried in the terms <laughs> of service. And that's who we're competing with. So yeah. that's all I'm saying. It's just yeah. like, we always want to do the right thing and put all this there. But anything, you know, just something to keep it's in still, mind. It's still something better than the mind. system that exists. I agree yeah, with definitely. You there. definitely. Um, yeah. Well, cool, dude. What do you think that'll get going? Yeah. So I have a, we've already started testing it out. Um, had a few friends submit some issues. So I'm going to get a new release out this Can't week. Can helping you out? Um, he, he's added some more lightning service provider stuff to oh. Muni. So, uh, yeah, there's a new lightning service provider spec that's being worked on right now. So imagine, so right now we use, we use voltage for our LSP. Um, imagine if you could use any lightning node on the network. Wow. So we're, we're moving towards that model and he's done a lot of that yeah. initial work to get us there. Nice. What's, um, Coming up on the hour, but uh, what's uh, let me ask you, let me just do rapid fire real quick because it's probably the last time I'm gonna see you, and mm. at least till uh, maybe May. March. Oh, March, yeah, yeah, yeah. Back we'll be, oh, okay, yeah. So, me, Ben, and Paul, we're all going to Madeira to join Party? Pablo's and, and Gigi's little uh, little accelerator thing that they have going on over there. So, they're bringing I think 21 different Nostra devs over 21? there, 21, mm-hmm. yeah, and, and in one house. Um, in a uh, in a co working spot. Oh wow! So it's pretty much like the days of uh, Capital Factory. Wow, <laughs> all that's over gonna again. go insane. So, so there, yeah, there's 21 talented devs showing up. Um, there's Pablo and Gigi, and then um, uh, then we're showing up as well. We're being billed as like the North Star, uh, you know. But honestly, like you know, we we're we're our perspective is like we're joining everyone else that's trying to figure it out. We're we just might have a company, but uh, I don't know. other than that, we're Remember all the, trying to figure the it early out. Early days of Plubla, it was like me, you, uh, Tony, or no, me, you, Ben, Paul, Sam, mm. Super, John, Michael, mm-hmm. Kyle, Keon. Have we all started companies? <laughs> Everybody started, dude. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, isn't that insane? All that talent in one room. Yeah. That's insane. It didn't hold all of us in there. I'll tell oh, you that. Oh, too many egos in that room. Bro. <laughs> too many egos in that room. I mean, that's why we're all CEOs now, right? <laughs> but it's it just kind of funny. Like, you know, it'd be funny. Like, the I think when you look back, people would be like, oh, that was a, it was like a Pleb Lab Mafia. Those, those individuals mm-hmm. went off and did something. We'll see. One of us is bound to do something. Yeah. One, out of, one out of 10. But, but we're hopefully, all, hopefully we're all doing great work. Yeah, hopefully they have one of those. Like, hopefully they get they get that because I think you won't really know what it is until much later. But you'll know the feeling that you get. And then for me, since doing it since that day, it's always been trying to recapture that same feeling. I think we, I think we, I think we have it now, right? But it 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 took a long time to to feel that again. At least me personally. So I think I would say like, yeah, just get the right type of people in the room. Find the experimenters because those are the ones that are going to start sparks. You're not going to see coming. You're going to be like, whoa. So I think you guys have, yeah, if you're there, Penn said, yeah, it's going to be fireworks are going to shoot off. Dude, post videos, man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Don't dox anybody, but Madeira, definitely, yeah. well, definitely think, post videos. Man. You know, some of the weekends we might go hiking and stuff like that. It'd be so. cool to see that kind of stuff just yeah. from before. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of that, I mean, you know, that'd be really cool. It's just the aspect, of, I don't know, a new, new accelerator popping up with new people, new things. Like we're like, okay, I always chasing the new things. So we're, we're going to go there, see if we can bring any of our experience working at club lab before and things yeah. like that and helping out other people. Like I, yeah. I do think there's a little bit of a, I mean, honestly, like a lot of that's not stuff. Like, I mean, there's room for collaboration. There's room for like growing and accelerating. So it's like, even personally amongst ourselves, like we're going to all be living in the same spot and then we'll probably come back to Austin and all move in together. You know, yeah. we're almost training as a little trial run to see if like we don't all kill each other if we live in the same house. <laughs> oh, you you talking about you? you pull yeah, up yeah, yeah. Us three coming back to Austin. Uh, you, guys pretty, you, guys pretty, you guys balance each other out. Yeah. yeah. No, that's good. But yeah. No, I'm looking forward to that. So we're, we're going this month and we'll be there for that's two awesome. months. And then they have a conference there in Madeira, uh, Bitcoin Atlantis. Oh, nice. Um, and then after that, we'll come back here. And I think at that time, you'll have the hackathon. Um, oh, top builder. And yeah. Oh, do you want to speak on that? I don't know. I don't know where I'll be in the world. I might be back for that. But, okay. Yeah, um, just let me know. I'd love to have you on there. Yeah. Uh, what was it going to say? Um, rapid fire questions. Oh, yeah. Rapid fire questions. All right. Three things you would have done different from, from when you started meeting. Three things? <laughs> yeah, just three. I don't, I don't know. I usually don't look back and, and regret things. So, um, so nothing. Yeah, I mean, it's just a debate of whether or not we should have launched as early. Um, so that's one. And I don't even know if I would have not done that, but that's a that would be something I had to thought about. Um, the second one, whether or not to build a consumer-facing product. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! Really? You would have I, just gone like B two B or something? Yeah, there is potential. I mean, wow. there still is, but I think I think through this atmosphere, I mean, building a consumer-facing wall that's working on very hard tech problems. I think we can evolve in the B2B stuff as well. Oh, if we pull wow. this off. Um, I mean, we talk to users, we, we see the pain points. We, we, our pain points are everyone's pain yeah, points. Yeah, you could white label that thing, couldn't you? Space. So yeah, I think there's potential there, but whether or not we made that our first priority mm. you know, would have been up for debate. Um, and then the third thing? Even just understand more about, um, being an early stage startup and trying to build products and, and, and raising funds. I mean, just knowing more about that. I don't even know if I would have done anything differently. I just think that if I knew more, maybe I would have done something better. Um, so I think uh, just, just know more in advance to kind of know. I mean, I mean I've mean, i learned a lot in this process and, and, I, and I'll always keep learning during the process, but just trying to know as much as you can before you get into it, like what it would be. So you know, reading the books, reading the startup books. Yeah, ahead of um, time. You know, I, I've read some of them. I haven't finished all of them. And there's yeah. definitely more to read than on my to-do list. Um, and maybe that would, maybe if I've done more reading and more, um, yeah, figuring out what to build. I think, I think you definitely need to know at least what you want to build and, and whether or not you know if you're going to succeed at that or how yeah. you would know to succeed at it. Um, and what is success to you? at different levels. So I don't know, just more product things, I think. Yeah. What's the um, best advice you gotten so far from either another founder, VC or advisor, or just anybody in your circle that, that you definitely, maybe don't think too, too often, but you're like, man, that was some good advice they gave me back then. Cause if I didn't listen to it, it would have. That's hard. I'm blanking. You're, you're asking me after like being hungover for a few days after New Year's <laughs> day. Um, I, I think I probably I've gotten so much good advice um, okay, over so last just, year, but so I don't know. I, can't think of one thing. 
But right. I, I think advice I would that I maybe given myself it's like we're all in it together. We're all figuring it out. Um, be nice to other companies in the space because when you start one one day, you might be running into the same problems and need their help just like everyone else. That's so true. <laughs> oh, okay. And then the the other one, the other one was just me personally. So is it true you and you and Evan are still good friends? Oh, even yeah. though the the fighting with the Zeus and the love stuff. love Evan, even if he makes the wrong decision sometimes, <laughs> but he's still he's still a bro. I mean, I remember. Is it true he's a, he's a god living amongst men? No, I don't think that. <laughs> just kidding. I mean, that's another thing. I I'm kidding. Think he's doing wrong. He's making about making lightning about gods. I, think <laughs> I would rather not have that. But I, I remember early. I remember I was in North Carolina, like traveling yeah. the United States, and had a call with him years ago about like, hey, I'm building Olympus, building the LSP. What can we do together and stuff like that? Like, he was telling you for that. Well, or, we were talking about oh, like, what talking it would look it. like if if he put a lightning node inside of his app <laughs> and so i don't know just we've all gone very far since years ago right and so like it's just really cool to see that he's executed on it and he's building it out too and he's you know he's doing a really good job as well so do you, do you look to him as uh as when you look in the space you're out there you're like man it's good to have another person oh absolutely like, like me pushing stuff to the extreme because it, it like iron sharpens iron kind of thing. And we're both underdogs in the space of wallets too. So I think we can kind of, um, you know, lean on each other for like, okay, what, what, like, you know, some of the wallets in the space, I mean, they've been around since like 2017, 2018, right? So a lot of it's like, do we go down the same path that they had gone and we're always playing catch up or do we do something new and unique and it's our own little niche and see if we can make something out of that. So, I think both Mutiny and and Zeus were kind of our own, or kind of like lone, not lone wolves, but like they're underdogs in the story, and we get to we get to go our own direction and uh, try things out. So it's really cool yeah. to see him do that and him experiment. And you know, we we don't hate each other. We we I know, we I, love each other, so I know you like, guys love each other. It's, yeah, we we fight on social media. Um, for the clout chase, I think. Right? <laughs> I for the that. zaps, y'all do it for I the mean, zaps. Yeah. Uh, we fight, but that was know. fun watching it. Yeah, it was inevitable. Well, I mean, I like you know, I think we had a problem with them, and they had a problem with us, and we just took it to social media. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> it was great. It was good. It's good for this face. Um, what um, I guess what, what does happiness happiness look like to you? Um, you know, going forward, just on a personal friend level. Yeah. Where's Where's Tony's happiness these days? I think a lot of it is is having having the ability to almost the autonomy, just the autonomous nature of just being able to do what you enjoy and, and do what, you know, have, have control over your own own life in some way. Um, I mean, especially working at so many startups, you eventually like, you think, okay, you know, it's time to have say in what you build <laughs> instead of just being told what to do and what to build. Um, and so just the idea that, I mean, it's twofold, right? I just don't want to do, I don't want to do whatever I want, right? Because I think, I think that lacks focus and I think that lacks, lacks uh, a direction and the fire under your ass that you should have. So I, I think you need to be in check. Um, but I, I do like that, you know, at least vision wise, at least um, what I, what I think, you know, mutiny can be or what it can become or what I think I want to build. 
um, I'm, I'm glad that there's you know some agreement that it's the right direction. So I get to you know have a little bit more say in what I do and how we build it. And and um, yeah, I mean whether or not you know we should be told what to do, we'll see if we fail or not. Um, like if we mass, you know, if we mass, we fail. Then it's like, oh, okay, well, it wasn't good decision to just do whatever I wanted. Maybe I should have been told what to do. But um, so far, it's been it's been great to be able to have that that autonomy to to kind of say, okay, I think what we're building is the right thing, and other people and other users and and people are coming on board, and that feels really nice. So let's keep let's keep going. Yeah. Yeah. It, there's this quote. From that book, it says, happiness is forgetting ourselves in a task that draws in all imagination and creative capabilities. Experiencing something or someone, that's happiness. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. That and experiencing life, like we don't, none of us know yeah. what we're doing. So just to figure it out all together and to figure it out with friends along the way, it's, it's pretty awesome. 